Hey guys, it's Mike. We're back again with a special edition of Get to Know Your League Mate. It's the very last one. It's the one where you guys get to know me. And doing the hosting duties today is going to be none other than our commissioner in arms, Donnie. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip it over to Donnie. I'm going to let him take control and I'm going to sit back, relax, and be the best guest I can be. So go ahead, Donnie, take the over. Hey guys, how's it going? Hope everybody's having a good night. Everybody's having a drink or two. Just enjoying yourselves. Oh, yeah. I got some freshly cracked beer sitting right here, ready to go. Yeah, so now what, what are you drinking right now? Corona? Uh, no, actually, I'm drinking my own homebrew tonight. Oh, okay. And I heard you talking yep. to Ampre about it. Uh, it came out a lot better this time, right? It did. It. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, the dramatic difference, um, <laughs> one batch to another. You follow the same instructions. You make some slight tweaks. Um, and this batch tastes way better. I feel kind of bad uh, g- <laughs> uh, giving out the first batch I did uh, to people to try after tasting this and realizing, ooh, that first batch wasn't so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. trial and error, man. Trial it is. Yeah, I'm doing my third batch starting tomorrow morning. So I'm going to get that all prepped uh, tonight. So the first thing in the morning when we get up, I'm going to get that rolling um, before I got to go and uh, hang out and play with the kids. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I am drinking some uh, Cali Squeeze. It's a blood orange beer from a brewery down at the coast from San Luis Obispo. It's actually a really fine beer. Blood orange beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming it's got some strong fruity flavors in it. Oh, dude, it's the the blood orange is so strong. It's so strong, but it's it's good. All right. Let's kick this thing off. So, uh. First off, uh, let everybody know your your full name, your real name. We all know you as Go Guy, you know. But uh, yep. Well, my my name is Michael Reed. I live in the the wonderful city of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and I'm 41 years old. Nice, lovely yep. name, lovely name. Yep. So yeah, Canadian name, yeah. Oh, it's I work with another Michael Reed. I happen <laughs> to know. Of six of us that live in this province alone, it's a solid common name. See, my name Van Sloten is a uh, very unique. I don't. I'll, I'll Google it sometimes and find some random guy in in like South Dakota or something. That's about as far as I get. All right. Okay, so your favorite NFL team? Tell us about that. Uh, the Detroit Lions. They are and have always been my team. I I don't dislike other teams i've i've grown i guess i got a soft spot for the houston texans because i've done some work down in texas um and i've seen the majority of the games that i've been to personally have been in houston so i i like the team unfortunately it seems like i like teams that lose and do stupid things (laughs) um but my one true love is with the detroit lions and it's a kind of an odd story so in canada we have uh, we have these CRTC rules that are our Canadian Broadcast uh, Council rules where there's only so much U.S. content we can get. We have to have so much Canadian content. And living in Western Canada, particularly in Alberta, we don't get a lot of U.S. television growing up. I had something we called Peasant Vision, right? So you get the four channels, um, and it's usually local stuff. 
But one of the channels that we would usually get uh, was Detroit PBS. I don't know why, but we would pick it up on the airwaves and we would get our U.S. content through Detroit PBS, which doesn't have the greatest of content, let me tell you. (laughs) But back then, uh, I would catch all of these Detroit Lion and Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State highlights. Okay. And that's where I fell in love with the team. Is like when I wanted to consume my football, I had Canadian football, which I, I loved and, and grew up with. Um, but it really was it was a thing you couldn't you couldn't have. It was like those that had cable knew about this stuff, but I didn't have cable. I had peasant vision. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where I fell in love with my Detroit Lions. Now, is it just as easy to watch them today, or do you have to order a streaming service, or how do you no, do that? Um, it, it would be easy to watch them if they were like a big team. They would get those broadcast rights, but here we usually get most of the games of like teams that people want to see. Okay. So if my Lions are playing one of those teams, yeah, they're on TV and I can watch them. So they, when they play the Rams, you'd be able to watch them? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, the Rams, uh, the Seahawks. Uh, Broncos, you know, you know, teams that have won Super Bowls. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Your your team's looking good, and man, it's it's on up and up. I'm I'm loving it. I um I'm feeling really good about the team. I love the changes in the attitude, the atmosphere. I've really drunk the Kool Aid this year. I did not like the Matt Patricia hire. I did not like the choices and changes he made. Did not like what I was hearing at all, and it was just one of those painful experiences. Um, I think the way the team has really reshaped itself and kind of like rose out of what it was to become what it is has really done a lot to indenture itself to the fans. I know that the Ford family has transitioned over to a new uh, leadership scheme and structure, uh, and they seem to be making some great choices, right? So a new GM that we really like. Uh, I think he did a fantastic job in the draft. Uh, we got Dan Campbell as a head coach, and like, man, that dude is intense. And he is fun to listen to. The fact that they uh, they went for an entire coaching squad of former players, of those that can really connect with with players. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited. And how they they repaired their relationship with Calvin Johnson, and how they handled uh, the the transition of Matt Stafford out. I think, man, things could have gone really sideways and could have ended really dirty. But I think they uh, it worked out really well for them and for him. So, awesome. No, no, they're making great steps. And uh, Dan Campbell, dude, every time I see that guy in an interview, he's he's just badass. He is, man. I, he's a cool dude, man. I hope they. Uh, I hope I can get like a shirt or a hat or a jersey of his. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> okay, well, tell us a little bit about your most memorable football moment. Was it fantasy, real life, or? Just let us know. All right. So it's a real-life fantasy football moment. Bar none, this is the greatest moment I've ever had in football. It was uh, mid-November, back in early 2000, mid-2000s. Uh, I was working for a, a company here that uh, was doing business down in uh, the state of Michigan. And I was down there for work for about a month. And I'm like, okay, like I can't be down here and not to go see a game. So I scour the, the internet, I get a ticket, it's a single seat, that's a really good position, lower bowl, 45-yard uh, line, and I was like, oh, this is awesome, I'm going to go. So I show up, and I drive into town, I drive through town, just kind of like see what's going on there early, because I, I know about tailgating, like, I want to partake. And it's, it's wall-to-wall people, 
there's there's no traffic getting closer to the stadium. Like it's shutting down. And I'm like, okay, so I park on the south side, and I'm familiar with Ann Arbor at this point because I've, I've I've visited the town a couple times. Okay, and uh, I know this bar, so I go to that bar to park, and I'm gonna like cab it, walk it, whatever. I get there and find out that there is. Uh, this park and ride situation where all these buses are picking people up and taking to the stadium. Okay. So silly me just walks over, chats with the, with the lady sitting at the desk. And she's like, no, this is the volunteer. These are like the, uh, the people that work this, the volunteer at the stadium to raise money for their, whatever they were doing. Oh, um, no. And we bust them there and we bust them back. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. That's kind of cool. Like I just kind of explain my scenario. Lady's like, you know what? She calls one of the bus drivers over this lovely lady. And she says, uh, this guy, he's Canadian. He's down for a game. You know what? Get him on the bus. Uh, when you want to come home, you need to find this bus, bus number six. And I forget the, the bus driver's name. Uh, and she's like, "Whenever, when you want to come home, just find this bus and this lady will let you on and she'll bring you back. No way. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm in. Let's do this. So we get on the bus. I'm sitting behind her and we're just chatting, right? And she thinks it's hilarious why I'm down here. I'm seeing this game. It's like, okay, whatever. So we show up. And uh, right kitty corner to uh, uh, the big house is a Ann Arbor High School. Okay. And across the street is a golf course. And the parking lot and the school field and the golf course have taken down their fences and have now allowed people to park up the, all the way up on the, the fairway, the greens, the everywhere. The, everything is packed with cars and trucks. Oh, that's wild. Okay. So it's like, it's absolutely wild. So now I'm just walking through, talking to people and meet and greet, whatever, right? And it's sunny. It's nice out. I'm just wearing a T-shirt and a sweater in mid-November. Now, for me, back home, mid-November, man, I'm wearing, like, full-on two gloves, mitts, winter clothes. Like, I am decked out. But here, it's not the same. It's a bit warmer. Yeah. People are starting to look at me funny because now it's starting to get later in the day. It's getting colder. But I'm, I'm still just fine. <laughs> and uh, I finally I, – I go buy a toque and – or. A hat, like a, a beanie hat, you might call it. Oh, okay. We call them toques. Okay, so we, okay. yes, we uh, we get in, or I get in. Uh, I sit down, and the the people around me are kind of looking at me all weird. And one guy asked me, he says, "Hey, how'd you get so and so seat?" And I'm like, "I don't know who that is, but I actually bought it off this website." And he's like, "Oh, he must have sold the seat because obviously he's not here, and and you are." And I was like, oh, "Okay, well, who is this guy?" He's like, "Well, he's a season ticket holder. He's uh." He's a lettered athlete. Do you know what that is? I was like, no clue what that is. Yeah. So he explains to me what lettered athlete is. And he goes, you're in the alumni section. Like, we're all former graduates <laughs> and uh, athletes from <laughs> University of Michigan. No way. I was like, okay, cool. Right. So now these guys are going through, like, their history of their life and experience at university. I tell them how I became a fan. It's like, this is wild and crazy. Some guy from Western Canada became a University of Michigan fan. I'm like, yeah, you guys have no no idea like this is like a dream come true for me so now i'm i'm in the big house and i'm like this is crazy how big this place is he's like oh yeah there's like 103,000 people in here right now and i was like are you kidding me 103,000 people inside and he's like oh yeah easy yeah and then there's like a hundred and some thousand people standing outside during the game that, so there's 200,000 people on site for this football game against wow. delaware university delaware state which is an unranked, unnamed school that it does not even have a football team. They just kind of like formed a football team. That's how bad they are. Yeah. So the game, Michigan crushes them like 71 uh, to nothing. And it was the first game in school history where every player that suited up that day got to play. Uh, so cool. 
yeah, it was great, man. It was it was fantastic. Um, after the game, we uh, uh, they invited me to go for drinks, and it was it was a blast. Um, I'm a I'm a crazy Canadian patriot. I love my country, and on that day, I was ready to sign over citizenship and abandon <laughs> abandon my my Canadian roots, become an American, and just enjoy the life of college football. It was bar none one of the, the greatest experiences of my life. Like I, I can't wait to go back and do it again. So, and oddly enough, uh, Andrew, you guys know as Ampre, he's also a Michigan Wolverines fan. And uh, we have made many, many a aspirations to go and see them again. We were supposed to go back in 2020, but COVID kind of killed that. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty choked. But uh, man, as soon as we can start traveling down to the U S again, safely, we are, that is the one place we are going. We're going to go to the big house. We're going to watch a game. Have a good time. Um, it's it's to be soon here, man. It's it's starting to everything's starting to pick back up, especially well here in California at least. Yeah, you guys are allowed to travel. We can travel inside our country. We just can't travel down to the U.S. Oh, okay. We're not we're not allowed. And if we do, either the the people we come back will murder us, or the government will will essentially lock us up. You and and rightfully so. We we shouldn't be traveling yeah. until we get this thing figured out. Well, like we're we're traveling to the beach tomorrow, and actually tomorrow, well, we will still wear our masks. We're vaccinated and all that. Yeah. Um, but tomorrow officially, you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated here in California. Oh, so, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. But I, I we'll wear mine. I'm kind of used to it actually. Now it's just like kind of weird not. Wearing yeah, it is. It's second nature now. Yes. But oh, but, well, life will be uh, like yeah. when we don't have to anymore. Hey. Yeah, I know. But I mean going back to that seventy one points, dude, that's that's amazing. I just I can't even imagine watching a team it, score that many points. Oh, it was it was dominating. So the uh, uh the first stringers, they played only the first quarter. After the first quarter, they essentially got undressed and stood on the sidelines. And then everyone else started getting rotating in. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, since we're on the topic of football and all that, did you play football? I did in high school. Uh, I moved from a small town to uh, a larger, a larger town slash city, and uh, they had a football team. Uh, I joined. I played. I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, it broke my heart when it ended. I actually thought about coming back for a uh, for an additional year to improve my grades, just to uh, play out my eligibility. Yeah. Um, I thought about playing college, and when I looked at what it took to go to go to college, go to school. Um, I said, no, I was invited to play for our university of Alberta. Uh, I had done some, I had done some training camps in the off season and uh, they had given me an invitation to come try out. And I was pretty hopeful to, to make it. And then when I realized I actually got to go to school and maintain grades, I was like, Oh man, I want to drink beer party and go work and make money. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I did that. I regret the decision. I don't think I would have had a career out of it. It would just would have been fun to say. Um, not realizing that there was a secondary league. Like like when I met Andrew and found out that there was this alternate football league that didn't that wasn't tied to school. I was like, man, missed chances. Yeah, that happens. Wait, so what position did you play? Defense, offense? Uh, offense, uh, I played slot receiver, um, which is in Canadian rules football, the slot receiver is like a half tight end, half receiver. Uh, so you play out of the slot, 
and you block 50% of the time on like someone running plays, you're literally just an extra lineman. And at 150 pounds, you're a really tiny, crabby lineman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, no, it was good. We had a lot of fun. That sounds uh, like my, my rookie year was our, by far our best year. Uh, we went to provincials. That's like going to state. Uh, we lost uh, because our, our star quarterback um, had a falling out with our coach because our star quarterback was also a uh, star basketball player. Okay. And uh, the coach told him he can't, he can't play basketball. Um, he has to come to state champion or provincial champions. And he's like, no, F you, I'm going to basketball because you pissed me off. Yeah. And we, and we lost because our backup quarterback just wasn't that good. Oh, man, that's just – that coach, man. That yeah, coach. it was he, – he was not a great coach. Yeah. We had a great team. We probably could have won. It just did not uh, did not work out the way it was supposed to. That that happens, man. And you know what? Speaking of coaching, following following kind of your your steps, how well you manage a team, right? I manage a, a soccer team. Yeah, soccer team. Yes. Well, I am going to be a coach of a t-ball team. So. Oh hey, it's <laughs> fun, man. It, uh, it really is. Um, my, uh, my daughter doesn't play soccer anymore. She did two years and decided it wasn't for her. She just does dance, dances her love and her passion. Uh, my son's getting to the point now where, uh, when we can start doing kids activities again, um, yeah. he's going to want to play those sports and I want to be involved. So lots of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. No idea what I'm going to do. I mean, instead of be a bunch of little kids running around, but uh... you just, cr- it's, it's hurting cats, man. That's it. Just be <laughs> fun. Let them have fun. Yeah. Don't, don't be too hard. Don't. Just let them have fun and, and keep it keep it contained. I was thinking about like making them run. I'm already gonna make my daughter run, like do suicides and all that. So you know, I'm gonna be like the coach from uh, the Little Giants, just crazy, ridiculous. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm, I won't. I'm gonna let them do whatever the hell they want. I'm a I'm an easygoing guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay. So tell me this: if you had a a theme song that you can be introduced by when you're walking into a place or, you know, you walk into a big stadium, everybody's cheering. What, what song would that be? Pump you up. Uh, easy pick. It's can't hold me down by Grizz. Okay. Now I was not familiar with Grizz, but yep. yesterday I checked them out. I checked out that song. Yep. It is. It is pretty good, dude. I like the, it, it, it's the, a banger, man. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> It's a mix of like electronic and like the electronic aspects, and then Some the rub too. Yeah, dub. it's yeah. it's a, it's got a little bit of everything. It like it, it works me up, and his music is is all like that, man. It it is weird, it is trippy. It's to me, it's pretty out there. Um, I I came across him. That song in particular was used in a video game trailer for Borderlands Three. Oh, okay, I played that game back in the day. So I, that's where I heard, I'm like, what is this song? This song's pretty good. So that's yeah. when I started like, man, I like Grizz. Like, this is like, he's got some good, good tunes. You know what? His voice is, it reminded me of a. Uh, that's not, he, that's not him. He doesn't sing, man. He doesn't sing. Oh, so he just, he just. The Black Keys, the, the guy's the lead singer's voice. I don't know. Yeah. So he doesn't sing. So somebody else is singing. Yeah. Um, I think okay. on that particular track, it's an artist called Teal. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so the he does not sing; he just produces the music and like the the arrangement. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude. But I like I I love the tune, man. When I that was my soccer song, 
So when I'm I'm getting ready, that's the two that I was pumping in my headphones to to get ready for for the field. Oh yeah, dude, I I played it while I was working, man, and I was just driving away, dude, not in my head. It was it was pretty legit. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Okay, so I mean, we talked a little bit about beer earlier. You're drinking. Your we did, yeah. Right now, now. What's your drink of choice? I'm I'm sure everybody already knows by now. But... Oh, it's it's beer as long as it's cold, man. Like that is that is my thing. It's it's my flavors and tastes have evolved over the years. Uh, light, dark, um, lagers, pilsners, um, draughts. Like man, like there's all kinds of stuff. I love it. It's beer's the best. Okay, it's so really, hands down, there's no comparison for me. What's what's the most unique beer you you tried and enjoyed that you could think of? That I've tried and enjoyed? Yes. Oh, man. Um, to be honest with you, I can't think of the most unique beer. I uh, I typically follow the traditional German rules of uh, must have four ingredients. I stay away from all the fruity stuff. Um, I don't like the fruit flavors. It's just nice traditional. You got your water. Your hops, your barley. Yeah. Right? Like that's and um, your yeast. That's it. I, I love the, the fruity stuff. I'm a big fan of the haze as well. And raspberry wheat and the blood orange. It, it's so good. You don't have to just step out of your comfort zone. And oh, get man. Out, okay. So well, let's jump ahead a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, you're going to ask me the question, what's something unique about me that nobody knows about? And I just, it just dawned on me. This is something that's pretty unique, pretty rare. I'm sugar intolerant. I can't have sugar. Oh, wow. So for me, I hate things that taste sweet. I'm like, I, I dude, I, I mean, I hate things that taste sweet. So when you said blood orange beer and I was like, Bleh. oh, yeah, wow. gross. Oh, no, I knew about that. No, I yeah, that's, uh, I can't, no pop, uh, no juice. Uh, no, no cakes, no sweets, no tarts, no candies, no, like most fruits and some vegetables I can't even eat. I got to stay away from some breads because they, they have a high sugar content. Oh, wow. So that is my very unique, special weirdness about me, which is why my beer choices are pure beer choices. Like they're okay, just the yeah. nice and simple lagers because the, the sugar that's used inside them is really just the fu- uh, fuel that goes into the yeast and makes the alcohol, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. after that, there's... But when you push, start putting like... Um, uh, like Up here, a really popular beer is called Apricot um, by... Um, oh, I forget the brewery now. But it's a really popular beer. And it's fruity beer. Okay. It's not, not my thing. Um, I like them dark. I like them light, but I don't like them fruity. Now, do you enjoy like a Modelo Negra every once in a while? Yep. Yeah, I like those. Um, those are good. Uh, I like, oh man, I'm trying to think. The One of the best beers I've ever had is this uh, Grizzly something beer out of, out by Banff. Grizzly Paw, I think it's called. Okay. And it was, it's a small local brewery. Um, I got a I got a six pack of it for my birthday a couple of years ago, uh, from a friend. I was like, okay, cool, I'll try it out. And I was like, man, like the flavor, it wasn't heavy. I drank all six and felt good, like it didn't hit me hard, um, which is like nice thing. Like you, want, I want to drink a beer. I want to enjoy the flavor of it. Um, I don't want to get like all bloated and gassy. I don't want to get like too intoxicated from it. I know it was really good. 
Wow. Okay. Um, this is beer. Okay, so it's pretty much. It's very very strong. It's a bit heavy. It's a, it's a great winter beer. Uh, myself and Shind. Uh, really enjoy it. It's called Dragon's Milk. I can't remember who makes it. Dragon's Milk. Yeah, and it's that's quite the name. It's it's yeah, and it's uh so it's brewed and then it's stored in a rum barrel. So it has like a hint of like rum taste to it. Oh yeah, there's um uh angry. I think it's called Angry Beaver here. Angry oh, Beaver. We have okay, so we we get that here. Angry Beaver. Yeah, they do it in like a scotch caps. Uh, okay, yeah. caps. That's where they store the beer, so it absorbs in that scotch flavor. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are actually pretty good. I haven't had one yeah. in a while. They are. They they just... Oh, yeah, here you go. Dragon's Milk, America's number one selling bourbon cask beer. Are you over the age of 21? Yes, I'm over the age of 21. Look at that. Yeah. Dragon's dude, Milk. It's, it's expensive as hell, though, dude. I never get it because I feel like... Oh. For they will deliver it to your... Oh, we have this here. I've seen this. Yeah, it's, I recognize it that can. For some reason, I don't know. Maybe the name or the, the it's the it's the dragon on the bottle reminds me of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but it's I just I'll get it every once in a while, but it's just oh, so damn expensive. I can't justify bourbon barrel aged stout. Man, that is like right up my alley. That is it's, right up my alley, right there. Dude, it's so powerful. Is I had one of those. I was playing video games. I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, what's going on? But yeah, I yeah. highly recommend it. Try it out. It's it's better in the wintertime, but I feel like you guys, uh, it's pretty chill there all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can go from wearing shorts and t-shirts in the middle of the day to having to dress up and wear my uh, laundrons by the time I go to bed. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, it's it chilly. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably like it. New Holland Brewing Company. That's where it's from. Oh, no shit. Oh, no. Out, of, out of Michigan. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I'm I'm gonna go find some of this. Oh yeah, so that's right around the corner. Oh man, I'm gonna blow a lot of money on booze uh, <laughs> from all of the recommendations I've been given, but it's oh, gonna taste great. Dude, send, send us a, a picture when you get that, because I feel like that's gonna be the easiest one for you to acquire right now. Yeah, availability year round. It's got a yeah, I like it. That's awesome. Now, right. I I know you gave us uh, that that u- unique little tidbit about yourself yeah but, that's 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 pretty rare man yeah dude that is rare man now what i, I mean i'm i'm sure give us something else man we i'm sure the guys want to know okay so outside of my weird medical condition uh you I, I think i've told you guys a lot about myself um i'm gonna save some some stories for for the future right so we've always got something to, to drop but um back in the day one of the things i wanted to be when i grew up was a pilot so before I met my now wife, um, I was in flight school. I had my private pilot's license and I was teetering on the edge of whether I was going to continue on as a private pilot uh, or if I wanted to go and get my uh, my commercial pilot's license. So I was flying out of Calgary, out of the Calgary Flight Training Center, and it was fun and exciting. I never crashed a plane thankfully thankfully yes yes. yeah uh i've had some i had some rough landings bent bent some stuff broke some stuff but never actually crashed the plane yeah no that was good it was fun and then as soon as i met my wife kara she uh she took up a lot of time we i spent a lot of time invested with her that's and then when she happens that's how it happens yeah it is yeah and then as soon as the picture 
Oh, yeah, you <laughs> your your priorities change. Your yes. uh, yeah, it's all gone. As as you know, as a newlywed, oh, right? Yeah. You're 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 one week married, right? One week, yes, one week married. So congrats to that, man. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. It was it was a lot of fun. It was well, actually, well, it was fun, but I did not realize how much went in behind the scenes. All the pictures you have to take, and oh my goodness, it was. I like. I'd rather be attending a wedding than <laughs> in a wedding. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty fun. And you know what? Um, Karen and I we married relatively young, so we ended up attending a lot of weddings for like friends and family and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's a great thing to reminisce. And it's like, oh, we should do that for our wedding. I'm like, oh, these guys don't know what they're doing because like we learned our lesson. They're gonna learn the hard way. It's fun because yeah. once once you've been through the process, yeah, everybody else's wedding you go to is almost like a, a mini mini renewal for you. Yes, for sure, for sure. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Hey, all right, real quick, little sidetrack. So, being a pilot, yeah, I'm a little into the strange, the weird. Have you ever seen any UFOs or anything like that? Nope, but I can fly a plane backwards. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, That's it's um, the first time my instructor uh, she taught me this. It was we're flying out of Calgary, uh, heading west towards the mountains. Uh, to a place called Springbank, so they have a small training airport there, and you would yeah. do something called circuits. So you're just you're just running laps essentially around the airport. You come in, you land, check your tower stuff, and then you take off again. Well, the the wind that comes in um, down the mountains gives you a nice like head-on wind. So you're flying okay. into wind that's going pretty fast. And she said, because the circuits are so dead, we're the only ones out here. I'm going to show you something. So she landed, she took off. And then she dropped some flaps. She reduced some speed, put the nose up. And she said, we're just going to hover here for a second. And literally, we stopped in the midair, just sat there. And the wind just held us. So we had enough power pushing us forward. But the wind was pushing us back, but giving us enough lift just to sit there. And she goes, and I'll just pull the power back a little bit. And we we essentially reversed back across over top of the runway. And then she, she put it, you know, flaps up, engine on, landed the plane, took off again. She's like, okay, now you do it. Oh, wow. Man, it was the coolest thing. I'm like, man, I just flew a plane backwards. I no idea that was even possible, dude. Yeah, the planes are light, and as long as you got enough wind, like you couldn't do it side, like where the wind's coming at your side. You essentially have to be yeah. straight on with the wind. And the runway is was built with spe- specifically for that purpose, to be headlong into the wind or have the wind directly in your tail. Oh, I, I imagine your nerves must have been just. Uh, yeah. No, because back then I was really. Um, yeah, I didn't really fear much. I didn't know to fear things. Okay. I didn't know what uh, the limits were. That's one of those things where you're you're young, you're dumb, and yeah. you're just like pushing your body to the limit. Um, I guess something else, kind of an interesting story. Uh, I went snowboarding, backpacking for the first time. Never done it before. Not trained, not prepared. Didn't have the resources and the tools to do it. Yeah. Uh, went out past the boundary, uh, hiked up like two hours up into uh, the face of a mountain. And I got two pictures of me at the top of the mountain where I had to stab my snowboard into the snow and ice so that I could sit on it. Okay. So yeah. imagine a if if 90 degrees is straight up and down, I'm sitting at maybe 80 degree angle. Oh no! Right, so I'm I'm looking straight down, and you can see the uh, the ski resort, which happened to be uh, Mount Norquay. 
and it's i'm like this is crazy so it's me and my buddy we decided on a whim let's just hike up here let's do this let's let's come down the side of this mountain not realizing the you know the laws we were breaking and the danger we were truly in um and i remember the moment i put my board on and i just nose down it was like this is stupid i'm going to die (laughs) Because one wrong move and I'm going to tumble. And I'm not just going to like tumble and stop. I'm going to tumble for like oh. a thousand feet and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah. So I, I carved my way down that mountain. I fell off a cliff. I landed, kept going, uh, broke through the, uh, the rope barrier coming back into the boundary of the, of the resort. Um, and then bombed down the hill, uh, bypassing all of the, yeah, all the patrol guys. Man, it was crazy. So when we got down to the bottom, uh, I took my gear off and went into the chalet like right now. Um, just juiced on adrenaline. Crazy feeling. I got my little... And this is back before digital cameras. So I, I pull out my little uh, pocket disposable camera. I go back outside like a half hour later, hoping I'm not going to get busted. Um, and I take a picture of the mountain. And you can see where we started. And we carved this like partial S. And then everything disappears because that's where we dropped and fell off the edge of the cliff. Oh, and then you man. could see where we landed and then came back in. I'm just like, man, that was, I'm like, that was dumb. That was so dumb. And I'll never forget the conversation I had with this guy, Mickey, uh, one of my buddies from flight school. Uh, we went out there and it's like, dude, I'm never coming snowboarding with you again. Like we are done like that. Like that was crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I'm like picturing that James, like one of those James Bond movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, except I, I'd be one of the guys chasing Bond. I'd be that, that, that's what dumb it was. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Good times. All right. So, all right. So, how long have you been? Uh, when, when did you start playing fantasy? How long has it been? Uh, 2014. And I remember it well because it was the year that Odell Beckham was drafted because I picked him up off of waivers, off of a tip from NFL.com. Uh, because I was having a losing season in my work redraft league. I knew nothing about NFL football, didn't follow it, knew a little bit about the lines at this point in my life, but not enough about fantasy football. Yeah. And it was it was brutal. I was getting destroyed. I ended up taking um, moving up from last place to second last place by the end of the season. Uh-huh. And I was hooked because I hate losing. So I had to redeem myself. And that's where uh, I started playing football. Was a work league, 2014, and Odell Beckham was my saving grace. Well, like 2014, it's not that long ago, but I feel like nowadays, if I was, to, I never played fantasy football before. I'm starting today. I feel like I could still do relatively good just from all the information that's out there. Um, yeah. Um, back then, when I started, I, I, we were using the uh, NFL fantasy app or web website. Didn't have okay. an app. Or they, if they did, I didn't use it. Yeah. Um, so I used the we used the website, and so I I used that just their website for all of my info. I didn't I didn't step outside of that, and they had not a, it wasn't a podcast yet. It's now a podcast, but they were broadcasting on the NFL Network, and you could stream it through their website. But every two and a half minutes, they'd give you a thirty second commercial. Okay. So I'm sitting at work doing my job, listening to like all of the, the, their analysts speak and talk every 30 seconds, man. 
this <laughs> brutal commercial would come on. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like just, I just give me the content. But if I wanted to like truly listen to it, I'd have to watch the live stream on uh, NFL doc or like the NFL network. Like, yeah. well, I don't have the NFL network, so I'm not going to see this. This is the only way. But the yeah. only way to get it is listen to this stupid commercial every two and a half minutes. Oh, man. And, and you listen to it, though. <laughs> I listen to it, man, because I wanted to get better. And that's where, like, okay, you know, this, this kid is Odell, Odell Beckham. Like, this, he's going to be the guy. And I was like, all right. So I – waiver wire, man. That's when I learned about the, the importance of the waiver wire. Redraft league, small benches. Yeah, the waiver wire, you, you, you have to know who to drop or who you're willing to drop. And you yeah. have to pick up guys in advance before they hit. So that was it. That was my big thing. I ended up winning the, the following year. Um, and then after that, it was, I'm hooked. Like, this is it. I'm in. Yeah. And then, I mean, nowadays, I feel like we're, we're seasoned vets now, you know? I feel like half the yep. time, I don't even listen to the analysts. I, I, I know you're, you're the same. We have a guy, and if we really like that guy, we're planning our spot. And we're going to pick him. And Yep. I think the, the analysts have taught us enough that we have built our own internal analytical system yes. of what we like, what we don't like, what our risk tolerance is, um, what where we feel comfortable and who we feel comfortable with. Yeah. So I'll give you a bit of a tip and insight in, uh, for this year. Uh, things I want to avoid this year. The Eagles. Okay. I, I do not like the Eagles situation. I do not like where they are at. I do not like their organizational structure, their leadership, their coaching. Uh, I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't believe in the receiving development they have done. I don't think the receivers are bad. I just don't think they've been developed and utilized to the best. Okay. So I am, I am out on the Eagles. There will be value there, and there's probably going to be good players. It's just that's not a, a team um, that I'm I'm going to trust. Yes. Something I am I am in on are the Jets. Okay. I think the Jets are going to be the biggest turnaround team, uh, more so than the Jags. I think the Jags have a great start, but I think the Jets are going to make the biggest improvement from where they finished last year to this year. I think Zach Wilson's going to be stable. I think they got a nice receiving core. Dude, I really um, like Bell Mims. His, I know he's, his just, his athletic profile is something I I look a lot in the athletic profile and he's yeah, he's a buy low candidate because I think you're gonna get you can get him for cheap, and I think he's gonna pay dividends, right? You got Corey Davis there, Jamison Crowder. If they don't cut him, isn't a terrible receiver. He's a high volume target, so in PPR, great. Um, <laughs> They got Elijah Moore, and that's that's a young that's one of the the, the young rookies I actually like in this draft class. Um, they got Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman, uh, Lamike, uh, Lamichael Pirine. Yeah. Um, so like they they have uh, I think Chris Herndon, if the volume of passing is going to be there, Chris Herndon might even have some some value as a tight end. Like I like the situation mainly because when the Lions were doing their coaching search, uh, Robert Sally was the top of the list based upon all of the fans, right? The fans wanted Robert Saleh. So I yeah. dove deep into finding out about this guy coming from San Fran. What's his story? What's his history? Man, he's a Michigan guy. Like This is like this is going to be great. Um, when he didn't land there and he ended up for the Jets, it's like, you know what? They got a good coach. I yeah, think that's yeah. a guy who's probably going to go in there and really, uh, really make some stuff happen for them. Uh, so that's why I'm high on the Jets. 
and really low on the Eagles. So that's my internal analytical structure based upon all of the wealth of knowledge I've obtained since 2014. Okay. Okay. Nice. And now I'm out of beer. So I'm going to go walk to the fridge and grab another one. You know what? Um, let's, let's keep going. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm about to walk to the fridge and grab another one my, myself. <laughs> okay. So what other formats outside of dynasty do you like? Okay. So uh, dynasty has now proven to be my favorite. Mainly because I love drafting. I love the team building, the structure, and the sense of ownership you get year after year, right? Keeping your team, building it, making it your own. I love that. But it's not the be-all, end-all. Like, I don't want to be just pigeonholed into one format. So last year, I did try a guillotine league. Had a lot of fun. I I mean, that's probably... Your your strategy was a lot better than mine. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It was good. Like, I liked it. To me, like, that was really fun. And um, unfortunately, like, if you're if you're in a lot of leagues, a guillotine league is not for you because that is one that you do have to pay a lot of attention to. Like, it takes – yeah, you need to be involved. Like, once you get cut and you lose, like, you're out and you can move on, sure. Yeah. But if you want to try and win it, man, you need to be in it for the long haul. Like, like yeah. that is weekly research, weekly involvement. And as soon as the waiver wire goes, man, you got to make sure you – like. You put in your bids, and you got to make sure that you but get the deal. Not only that, you got to try to figure out how much is too much. There's times yeah. where you might think everybody wants a guy, so you put a strong bid, and nobody you overspend by two hundred. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, man. That's if you can get away with drafting a solid team that you can ride out for a week or two and save your money. Let the other guys spend because that's, that's what. That's what you did, and it worked out great. It worked out well. It got me far. But uh, unfortunately, I uh, I didn't grab the right guys to make it to the very end, not, not the big big point getters. And my strategy was to buy the guys that were hurt. And hold them, yeah, for yeah, when they come back. And it almost worked out, but they didn't come back in time. <laughs> they didn't come back in time. <laughs> no, they didn't. They did not come back in time. I was like, dang it. <laughs> But hey, I tried. But there were so uh, many guys last year that had those terrible designations that didn't oh yeah didn't get cleared. Like Joe Mixon, for example. Like he put him on IR. He was gone for like eight weeks. And put Ga- him on Galladay, IR already. Galladay too, right? If I remember right, I think I bought Galladay and yeah. Oh, oh, he missed like an entire year. Yeah, dude. And it's like looking back, it's like, well, of course, this is contract year, dude. He's yeah. He, the the team wasn't doing good. He, he, he did the right move, but, I mean, oh. it didn't help us fantasy owners out at all. <laughs> no, it didn't. Hey. But, yeah, other than that, um, those, those are the only formats that I have played or do play. Um, I've never done a keeper. Uh, I've, I've heard about a Vampire League and done some research to it, but haven't played. Started doing Superflex within Dynasty, and I like that because it really changes the dynamic of, oh. of drafting, which is really neat. Because yeah. it makes quarterbacks relevant. Because otherwise, quarterbacks are generally irrelevant. Well, I don't want to do anything but superflex now. If I join a new league, it has to be superflex. Has to be superflex. You're you're into it, okay? And that's how how much I, I like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I like I I like the the standard one one quarterback, but it just brings that whole other element where it does the quarterback yeah. suit are just. So I'm I'm three and three, three superflex, three one quarterback. 
Oh, Man, God. I, I don't even want to bring up how many leagues I'm in right now. No, uh, you posted the other day, and you've joined more since. So I imagine you're probably up in the 20s now. I'm at, I'm at right at 20, I think. And Ugh. the last one I did was an auction. And if you haven't tried an auction, everybody, I really recommend it. Just put some time aside for it. It took three hours, and you really have to pay attention. I wasn't paying attention, and a couple guys went for dirt cheap. I, okay, auction redraft I've done, but okay. auction dynasty I have not. And I would recommend an auction uh, redraft league. They are fun. It's an interesting way of drafting. Everyone has a f- uh, equal and fair shot for every player. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was really fun, dude. And like strategy, man. It's all about strategy. There's this guy yeah. who saved all his money the whole time, and he has the worst team, dude. He he waited a little too long. And I'm just like, man. Oh, he didn't get in when uh like yeah. it it's it's it is a strategy. Yeah, the you, you, you wait that. wait till people spend and then you you just nickel and dime outbid them by a buck kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And he ended up just screwing himself over really bad. I think at one point he didn't have any quarterbacks even and he spent a hundred dollars on Donald. I don't even know how that even happened. We're just like, wait, how is Donald going for a hundred dollars right now at the end of the draft just because some other guy had like 70 bucks and kept like outbidding them just to be a, oh. just a mess with him because <laughs> they kept talking trash because he waited like oh I brutal i i had jeff justin jefferson um wilson um johnson taylor ridley and i got Tannehill before this guy even had anybody and I had all these guys, and I'm picking my guys, you know. And yeah, and this guy, I'm like, man, he's really messing up. He he waited a little too long, but oh he learned. well, he learned. Lessons learned. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, so we talked about the, the guillotine and all that. That that was yep. fine. All right, so are are you to join a guillotine this year or? Um. If the same guy uh, does it again, I probably will. Otherwise, no, I don't think I'm going to go out and seek one. I've got six leagues that seem to be relatively active, and I want to I wanna make sure that I can stay in tune with what's going on with them. Yeah, see, I just – I have no life, dude. I'm all about fantasy in my <laughs> – my lady's like, did you marry me or did you marry fantasy football? And I'm just like, oh, I'm just looking She's at like, it. It's a threesome. We're, yeah, we're all, we're pretty, all, yeah. Pretty much, dude. And like. Uh, I sleep during the day, so I wake up to 200 messages, and I'm just proning through them real fast, just to yeah. <laughs> what I missed, you know. It's, I get it. It gets hectic. Okay, so your, your team, dude, I, I kind of envy you, because you, every time I've drafted with you, dude, you draft really good. So Thank you. I, I do put, I, I do think that that is one of my strengths, is drafting, and finding the, the, the values and the players that I think will hit, uh, and make my team better. Yeah. And how how do you think your your team will do uh, this year? Um, looking at my roster, I like my roster's foundation. I don't think it's highly competitive. I don't think it's going to be like stacking up. Looking at the quality of players, I don't think my team has the that super shine of a yeah. I have a blockbuster team here. I think they're going to be nitty gritty, kneecap biting fight for every victory kind of a team. I think I'll make the playoffs this year. Um, will I go far in the playoffs? It's going to come down to how well I draft and if I can make the right kind of trades. I don't think my team is that strong that I can be bold enough to say that I can make it to the final as is. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you you still have quite a few uh, draft picks, do you not? I do. Yeah, I'm sitting with uh, the 106, the 110, uh, the 206, and the 210. So I'm I I like the positions. I I like I've mock draft and I'm prepared to to take what what falls to me at each of those. Um, I'm still trying to work and see if I can grab some other things here and there. Um, guys have been bugged to no end, I'm sure. Uh, I've sent lots of trade offers to uh, Labor Bisque because he's got some things that I want and he's being diligent and saying no. But maybe maybe he'll break. Maybe we'll yeah. find find some common ground to, to make it work. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love the persistent trade offers. One guy I, who sends the most trade offers and I love it is uh, Multi Beast. Oh, yeah. He's been hitting it hard, eh? Non stop. He's non stop with him. And I, it's um, all right, man. It's all right. Yeah. Like, and um, we, we finally agreed to one the other day. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got the Chris Guywin, Blake Jarwin, and, and his third for, what is your 103? Was it the 103? 103. And I, I've been yeah. doing that all over, man. I always get all pumped for the draft and I end up trading my picks. And you know, I, I went into rebuild, I want to say, two, two years ago. Two yeah. years ago, I was like, "I'm going to rebuild. I'm blowing." Just kind of like how I'm doing crazy now. I'm like, "I'm over it." Rebuild. Yeah. Well, your your team has excellent youth. Like I'm looking at it right now. Your running backs are Cam Akers, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, and I think you had somebody else on. Well, your bench. I think I just picked up James Mike. Robinson. Okay, did I get Mike Davis in that league, or was that Simple Man? Who? Mike Davis. Did I grab Mike Davis? In yeah, that? you have Mike Davis in this See, league. I, right? I'm a big Mike Mike Davis fan this year. You're, do you do you think he's gonna make it past the year, or do you think he's like a one year? No, I I mean I kind of think he's a one year, but then I'm kind of hoping I'm hoping that he's like the Mark Ingram is lot like low thread on his tires, you know? Yeah, and just has a longer career, willing yeah. to to be the, the the running back too when they draft somebody young to like the yeah. Alvin Kamara. I get it. Okay. So I mean, and but I think this year, avoiding the whole draft thing, and I mean what free agents are out there unless they make a trade for somebody. But I mean, you got Tiger. Well, the, didn't work they've out. already, he's already been on the team. He can't yeah. come back. And, you can't take Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Love Bell, know. Maybe, maybe love Bell, but, but to I, me, they took, they took Mike Davis as their veteran running back. Yeah. Why would you bring in another veteran? Yeah. And I, I think they, and I, I'm not sure how their salary cap is, but they have a pretty scary looking team, especially adding Mike Pitts. Yeah. It's just, I don't know about Julio. I just I'm off on Julio, and Julio went for like forty dollars in my auction league. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> I was like, it's That's... it's one of those things where I think Julio, when he plays, he'll be relevant. But the cliff is coming. We oh, just don't yeah. know when when he's gonna hit it. Yeah, and like I I I try not to get all the players, but I got Devontae Adams in the league. That was simple, man. And I mean, it was. Uh, but yeah, he's still he's still young. I, as long as Rogers plays, he'll be. Awesome. Well, if Rodgers doesn't play, he'll yeah. be good. Yeah. And I heard the news that they're trying to work with them on a contract, so I'm rooting for that. And I guess it's just a winning game now, you know? But yep. but I, I think Adams is still pretty pretty solid, dude. I think, I think he'll, he'll do fine. Yeah. So, yeah, my, I'm, I'm happy with the structure of my team. I'd like to improve and get another running back, which I did. I got Miles Gaskin. I think he's a one-year rental. Um, I don't think he's going to hold the job long term. And if he stays healthy, right? Like, that's another thing yeah. is he, you know, he's going to get banged up. He's going to miss games. So I think if I can use him as my 
as my third running back spell off. I think I should be all right. Make it through yeah. the year. It's uh, it's the receiving depth that I don't believe that uh, that I have a lot of. So I got on my bench. I got Kendrick Bourne. I hope he does well in New England. <coughs> Galladay in uh, for the Giants, and then Corey Davis for the Jets. Right. So those okay. Like I I think I got something to work with here. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And then Corey yeah. Davis. He, he did shine a bit. And uh, new, I mean, the whole new team thing kind of scares me. But yep. he, he's talented to be the guy yeah. when he was drafted. You know, it's kind of like he was. I, I think his, he's, he's good at receiving. And I, I kind of feel like Nikhil Harry's going to be like that guy. It's going to be a dud, dud. And then somebody's going to pick him up on the waiver wire one day and he's just going to go off one year and it's going to be like, I knew it. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't know when, you know. Um, I do love the fact that there are some receivers that drafted first round or given some early draft capital that maybe didn't pan out, but right towards the end, they get their resurgence. Well, there's, there's a couple guys I, I right, really Devontae Parker, yeah, yeah, Corey Davis. Who's um, next on the list? Who do you think? Who do you think this year I mean, is going to be that receiver? I'm, I'm rooting for a. Uh... I know it sounds stupid, but Trey Con Smith. I've always been a lightweight fan of uh, Mr. Trey Quan Smith, and really, yeah, and it's just—I don't know, man. I, I just—I well, I like he's going to be the the number two receiver, and it's a new quarterback, that. you know. And so, what about you? Who who, who do you think? Oh, I I haven't I haven't actually thought about it. So I haven't. I don't have an answer. I think the Trey Quan Smith is a great choice. Um. It depends if, if who's the who's the quarterback there. If it's Winston, I, I, I think he has a shot at it. I think Winston's gonna be the man, dude. I, yeah. But then what about like you know you got like Anthony Miller over there? No, like, I don't I think, think I don't I don't think he, he bounces back. I don't. I, I really like uh, Mooney, man. I I uh, do. I think I think he takes over as the the wide receiver too there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to look uh, down there through the receiver list here to see if there's somebody that jumps out at me as an older like an older breakout um yeah if i could say someone to be brashad perryman <laughs> okay so the, yeah yes as uh, as as the star receiver of my detroit lions well that would be that, that pretty good year when with winston you know and then the next year it was just yep. so much, so much talent on that team. But on the Lions, I I want to say he's the best guy there. You know, I think he's the best guy there right now. Yeah. So that's that's a sneaky pick, dude. He could be right. Um. So you got what? Tyrell Williams, Rashad okay. Perryman, forget about Quintus that. Cephas. What? How, how do you think Nelson Aguilar? He had a kind of a little breakout last. He was great in redraft last year. I, yeah, I but he but he left his golden goose. I don't think going to New England, right? So who does New England have? They oh. they pay. Nelson Aguilar got paid to go to New England. Yeah, so, yeah, he got he got paid pretty good money. But he then you did got, get paid good money for, for Nelson Aguilar. So, yeah. but if Cam Newton's his quarterback, Cam Newton yeah. didn't throw very well. And when he and, did throw, due to uh, Jacoby, um, yeah, Jacoby Myers. Myers. Yeah, but Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne play the same position, right? So yeah, they're going to be competing so. for snaps. And then you got Jarnus Smith and Hunter Henry. Oh, who it's, are it's very a, good tight ends. It's a mess over there, isn't it? It's it is right. So. 
I liked Nelson Aguilar and what he did and how he turned things around for himself in Vegas. It ended up getting him paid, so congrats. I just don't think it's it's going to work out for him in New England. Yeah. But maybe when Mac Jones takes over, yeah, yeah, we'll see a Nelson Aguilar resurgence, and I'm I'm okay with that one. Well, what about running back wise? Like, who's the like who's the guy that broke your heart, man? That's the question I wanted to ask you. Since I'll oh. I'll let you know, like mine, I planted my flag. I was all in on good old Royce Freeman, and that went nowhere. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I drafted him in so many leagues. And okay. Just, if we're going there, man, it's carry on Johnson. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's got to hurt. And yeah. He's, and he's an eagle now. So. <laughs> right. I said earlier, I'm <laughs> staying away from eagles. Point. Right now, in the, my particular case, in this league, I own Miles Sanders. Well, yeah. I'm like, okay, Miles Sanders. Like, um, I think he's going to be a volume player with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. Like, I don't really know what the outlook um for the passing side of things is going to be for him, yeah. but he's going to be a volume running back. Well, I saw but the Eagles had like the easiest running back schedule. So oh, that's okay. That's well, I'll take that. But and now uh, they have, as well. they've got carry on Johnson. They signed Kenny Gainwell. Is and have Boston Scott. Like I liked Boston Scott as a backup. I think he did very well. Yeah, I know. I, I'm i in the league with kick return yards and Boston Scott. He killed it. It's good. Yeah. And then you sign Kenny Gainwell, who well, he's for me, a he was catch- my running back five on the board. Well, he's a specialist when it comes to the pass catching. He's dude. pass catching, right? Like he's going to be the next Darren Sproles kind of thing. You Danny yeah, Woodhead. He's yeah. going to be like he, that's where he's going to make his pay. And Miles, in, when you have a running back, you want him to be able to catch the ball. But it's like, how many opportunities is are he you going to get? get? And yeah. then hurts. Is he, I I I picked up personally, but I think he's going to run a lot. To be I think he's going to be a running quarterback, right? Like it's going to be like a Lamar situation where the piece of the pie of the passing game is going to be small. Yeah, I mean, I hope for the best for the guy, but I mean, it's yep. you got to kind of, kind of pick your poison, you know. When it's like, do I want to go all in on a on a team like this and Devonte Smith landing there? Um, oh, I feel bad for Devonte Smith, man. Like, <laughs> I liked him. I think he was going to be great. It's like, oh, you got you done got done dirty, man. You you ended up as an eagle. He is falling. In draft, so I'm picking him. If he's in the second and I have an early second, I'll grab him all day. I don't think he makes it to the second. Like he's a, to me, he's a late, late first rounder because he's a quality athlete and he's just not in a in an offense I'm overly excited about. But well, I, I'm I'm referring. I guess I'm referring to my super flex leagues. He he got oh right 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 with two hundred two two hundred one around there again. But that's what that's the joy of Superflex is that yeah, it pushes yeah. it pushes great talent down because you have to invest in quarterback. You can't oh pass. And if you draft good quarterback, like three quarterbacks, you don't have to worry about it, dude. Then you're golden, man. Especially if you, you get a mm-hmm. solid pick. Yep. Now Najee Harris went one seven today in the league. I'm in. What? It was six quarterbacks. All six quarterbacks before Najee, went. and I was like, or my, maybe five quarterbacks in Pitts. I don't. Or I was Chase driving and I saw it, or maybe Chase. I was driving and I saw it. And I was like, "What the heck? I should have moved up in this league." All right, okay. Well, let's let's do this. You and I are out of the first three picks now that you've traded awesome. out. <laughs> how 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 do you see uh, the one, two, three? Okay, so I'm gonna say one is gonna be Najee. Two. I was looking at it the other day. Um, who is two? Is it is it 
is it Labrivis? So what? Jamar Jamar Chase? No, no. Who's who's picking number two? Is uh, it, Labrivis. It's Labrivis. Okay. So looking at his team, I wouldn't be surprised if he went Pitts. Uh, he could go Pitts. He does not need running back. He's got he's solid at running back. Um, but for me, he's going to take Chase. He's like Najee Chase. Harris, Slick Slick's going to take Najee Harris. And uh, Labrivis is going to take Chase. Yeah. And uh, Multi Beast is sitting in a situation where he could go Pitts or ETM. Yeah, and I I was planning on taking ETN just because I had James Robinson. Yeah, it made perfect sense, right? Like the, yeah. the, the nice combo because exactly. then you you win either way. Yeah, so I ended up trading out, getting what I got. I got uh, Godwin right, and then yeah. I when it got Ronald Jones for my second, just to shore up one of the backfields, so I yep. felt better about my running back depth, you know. And um, yeah, so I mean, four now four that's gonna be it. It could be Waddle. It could be ETN. Say if ETN doesn't, say Pitts goes three. You know. Yep. So so it's going to be some combination of Najee Harris, Chase, and Pitts. I and I think four. if Pitts makes it to four, I think Jervin's going to make going to take it because you're looking at looking auto. at his his tight end. He's got Irv Smith, which I like. I think Irv Smith's got a good I'm shot a being relevant this Irv year. Smith. I'm a fan. Otherwise, it's. Yeah, he's Austin Hooper's his other tight end. So I think Kyle Pitts is going to be off the board uh, at four if it if he's there. Yes. He's not making it past four. And then who I'm a big fan on, I'm growing on, is uh, Williams, the Broncos. Shh, shh, shh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, shh. Stop talking. Oh, my bad. We're only talking the first three. Just first hey, three, man. You, we, we, we hit to four. Beyond four, we're not out. talking, man. I'm I sitting forgot. at the one six. Stop talking. I, I don't I don't have picks there. So, hey, edit that out. We will not fuck <laughs> about Edit it out. Oh, good. Add it, add it to a later podcast. I'm sorry. I just totally. Yeah, I'll just I'll just post this after the draft tomorrow. <laughs> Look, I, I'm sorry. I just ruined it for you. But That's okay. Uh, I just don't have any picks until, like, I think I tried it all out until maybe the – I don't even know. Let's see. Um – you have pick three eight. That's your first pick. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna take a flyer on somebody. I was kind of uh, upset a little bit when you, you you took my uh my sleeper. I shouldn't have announced my sleeper though. That was my fault. You did in another league, yeah. But I did. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I had read an article on him by. Oh man, I'm trying to remember the. Uh, it's a guy from CBS. Okay. And he does this deep deep dive in. I read the same article. Oh, did you? I think so. Okay. All right. It hyped so, me up. I read it and it hyped me up on him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. So if, if something happens, this kid's got some talent. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I like the name. Um, Looking way, way, way down the list to find him, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. And his name is unique. It is. I might swoop. I might just take him in the third just to, just to do it. Oh, sure. Why not? Because to be honest with you, you're there's not. There's not not a lot of depth in this. Yeah, is that or just some random receiver? I don't know. Yeah. Well, oh, speaking speaking of crazy depth, in the fifth round of another draft we were doing, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to take a flyer. I want to go get myself a Detroit Lions wide receiver. So I'm going to take an undrafted free agent. Is that the Surratt guy? Yeah, the Sage okay. S- Sage or Sage Zarat. Yeah, and I'm I- thinking. Okay. And the pick before me, literally the pick before me, like the five seven, I'm picking at five eight, and someone takes him. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" 
who's picking this guy? <laughs> I was like, I don't even sure he's going to make the team, but like, okay, sure. Like that's. Yeah. Dude, there's like, I don't want to, it's because I always have guys after the draft. Okay. We'll, we'll bring up guys that we think are that a hit. Cause there's always like that, you know, that Terry McLaurin, I think I got him in like the late third and fourth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You know what? Actually, that's a great idea. Maybe that's what we should do next week. Like we'll have a conversation exactly. about after the draft is done, guys that we liked, where did they go? Where was our yeah. sleepers? What could uh, what could have happened and done differently? That's it. I know. Like, there's for podcasts exactly. Yeah. So, all cool. right, man. All right, Stage to grow. Yep. There's his what? name right there. Short yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, uh, we pretty much. I mean, we dove really into it. But how how do you approach the draft, man? Best player available. You have your guy. Uh, I go for my guys, man. I yeah. go for my guys. I, I look at my team and what I need. Um, I look at the value and what I can get. So I try and I mock and see who typically falls around the positions where I sit at. I try and trade to be in the positions where I need to be, whether I need to trade up or trade back. Yeah. Um, to land those spots to try and grab my guys. So I, I, I shoot for who I think is going to make my team better. But it doesn't always happen when you're trying to trade back. Nobody wants to trade up for you. And you're like, dude, just give me anything. <laughs> like, give, me, give me a third. Um, <laughs> okay, so you saw what happened to me in No Fun, right? I had accumulated all of those second-round picks. Yeah. And the guys I wanted just kept <laughs> just kept going. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to get who I want here. So I ended up just trading out and just grabbing future seconds because, like, okay, well, if there's somebody here, I'll just, let's just swap seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm okay with doing that. Like, that's I think to me that's that's fair value. I don't know where your second's going to be next year, but you know where this one is. No, and yeah, the guy here that you like, let's just trade out. Like, yes. I'll I'll figure that out next year. I I love doing that when I have uh, to make roster cuts, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can trade a two two guys. That I'm kind of down on and get a future second. Who knows? Maybe that future second will end up being a yeah. really early one. Yeah, no, it makes around. sense. And yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's you're 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 the king of uh, trading for future picks, dude. I applaud you on that. Thank you. I I do love draft picks. Like they are, they're great to have. It feels good when you're sitting on the board. It's like, yeah, it's my turn to pick, or or my turn's coming up, right? Like it's yeah, yeah, keeps you entertained. Okay. So, we all know you love doing side bets, especially with with your uh, with your buddy there, Andy. Andrew, yeah. So, I wanted to uh, make a side bet with you. Okay, this should be good. So, I mean, what do you got? I just want to. I bet you in poor man's that uh, my team will uh, finish with a better record than your team. Oh, oh! You can bet whatever you want. On it, something that you want to maybe send a beer or Venmo. Local six pack. That's what we'll bet. Yeah, six pack. Okay. I'll, Local I'll six pack, right? So I can order uh, a six pack and I can have it delivered to you. Oh, it's so and easy it, nowadays, huh? If, if, if you win, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and if and if I win, then you can order me a six pack okay. and have it delivered. Cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's, I think that would be awesome. And, maybe uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll make it a dragon's milk bet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll just bend you how much it is over there in Canada, and you can Venmo me. It'll probably be. Oh easier. man, if if you're buying it here in Canada, you'd be like, wow, that's dirt cheap. Your dollar is way more powerful than mine. Oh my god, uh, twenty dollars. Like I said, twenty dollars for four, what, twelve ounce bottles or whatever is ridiculous. Ooh, I, I'll just buy the single, 
the the tall bottle and it's still it's like twelve dollars for that, dude. But uh, okay, I'll, we'll we'll work that out. We'll we'll yeah, figure okay. out when when the time comes and the winner is announced. So better better record, right? So what do we do in the event of a tie? Points, uh, max points for? Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do max points. Okay. All right, so it, it, it's official. Everyone's heard it. Let's okay. put it on the board. Awesome. That's awesome. All right, man. Done deal. Nice, dude. And uh, with that, man, I, I think uh, this pretty much concludes the podcast, dude. It's good. It's been a long one. Uh, I appreciate everyone sticking around. I've, I've downed three beers in this time frame. I feel good. Oh, uh, I had fun. Yeah. So thank you, Donnie, oh, yeah. for taking up the, the hosting responsibilities in, uh, in conducting this interview. You did My a great pleasure. job. My pleasure. And draft, man. Uh, I don't know when people will be hearing this. Probably draft is today, or well, it will. Uh, by the time I post this, it'll be tomorrow morning. Yeah, probably so... give a couple hours just before the draft. So if guys want to get into this before the draft starts and get some tips and tricks and yeah. some insight into where where I'm leaning, uh, by all means, like this is going to be awesome. So I'll yep. post this just before lunchtime, my time, Mountain Time. So it'll be like eleven o'clock, ten o'clock your time. Well, you know, I'm impatient, so the draft will probably be going on by the time I... Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, man, I got to work tomorrow. I'm driving for yeah. Amazon. So uh, the draft for me is going to be be done uh, on the highway. Oh, yeah. And there's no timer, dude. Take your time. Everybody uh-huh. take your time. Try to do some trades. We got plenty of time. I know people get impatient, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? That is tomorrow. one thing I'm looking forward to tomorrow is to seeing what trades happen during the draft. Oh, yeah, dude. And I'm the yeah, beat. guys coming up to get, the, get their pick, get their man. Like, that's... That's exciting stuff. I'll be having a beer at Pismo Beach during the draft. And I mean, I, I won't probably have a pick tomorrow anyway. So I'll be uh, interested to see how the, the first round goes, especially. And who, who All right. All right. Okay, man. Well, thank All you for this. You have a good night. And again, guys, this goes, goes way, way back from one poor man to another. If it ain't fun, it ain't worth doing. Have a good night, guys. Enjoy your good day. Night. All right. Bye.